Hello, and welcome to the Scriptures Are Real podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about things in the scriptures that have become real to us because we believe that helps us draw more power out of them, and we need all the power we can get. I'm your host, Kerry Mielstein, and I'm so excited to have with me a returning guest, my my friend, Lori Denning. Welcome, Lori. Hi. Hi, Kerry. I feel welcome. Thank you. It's good to be back. Good, good to have you. Lori was with us, I think it was like Luke 2 uh, or yeah. Mark, uh, yeah, Luke exactly. one, I can't remember. anyway, right at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, Lori is working on a degree at, at Claremont uh, in, uh, well, all sorts of things, but in particular, some New Testament uh, scripture right. uh, studies. And I'll let her explain that and other things about you. What else should we know about you? Okay. Well, thanks, Gary. Uh, hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm back. I am finishing uh, my PhD. I'm in my second year of coursework. I'm at Claremont, um, which has a great program in religion. I focus on ancient scripture, with which they have a fancy name, Critical Comparative Scripture. So I do ancient scripture. So we that's you know New Testament and Old Testament. And yeah, so I get to study right now. I'm doing a bunch in the Old Testament um, right now right. today and a little bit in second and fourth century Christianity. So so yeah, like nerd, it's like a nerd haven uh, for people <laughs> to talk about that stuff I mean, all day. We'll tell Claremont so, yeah, that's so what they I'm, should change the name of their program to. Nerd, nerd haven. haven is what yeah, they should yeah. call it. That's exactly right. They'll yeah. be happy to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a blessing to sit and be able to really delve into the scriptures with a group of scholars and and read them together and and just ask questions about them and kind of tear them apart and see what you can learn and and so there's some pretty smart people down there so I was just not a lot hmm, that sounds great but yeah I, uh, I I I have loved it actually I've loved it so it's a blessing I'm glad fantastic stuff uh, yeah. just good fun. Good so, yeah, yeah, who who doesn't love reading in the original text or whatever? But yeah, we yeah. we read some obscure texts as well, um, some of the Gnostic texts and stuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so it's been it's been great. It I think what's really a ben, a benefit is the kind of I think the the idea of taking something from a different perspective and looking at it from a fresh perspective again. I mean, we've all grown up with the scriptures for a long time typically, so we've heard some of the same things. So just to look at it from a new new. Uh, new perspective, new vision, new idea, certainly application is fun. So it's a, it's a blessing that you get to spend your time doing that. So yeah, I'm, I'm no Carrie Mulestein though, Carrie. I, yeah, well, <laughs> I told you last time you were the, one of the my The world like, does not need heroes. any more Carrie Mulesteins. That's, oh, uh, no, that's, that's trouble. No, no, no. I, we need some Lori Dennings and some, we do, uh, we need, we so, need a yeah. lot of me. Uh, yeah, that's I right. A lot of me now. So <laughs> thanks. No, it was great. So, so we did, we did, um, it was a few months ago, and we talked about the beginning of um, the gospel. So we're back in kind of Luke today. I guess I'm the Luke person somehow. I've That's right. The, the Lucan uh, there you are. scholar. There you go. Yeah. And I think you're going to take us through what uh, I think you've referred to as the the Luke road trip. I think the road yeah. trip. I would. Yeah. I would. I want to take you on road trip. So can I? Can I start with a little story, a little confession? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well uh, I'm not your bishop, but it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's not that kind of confession. Oh, all right. Okay. But you guys, this is this is it for me. I, I love the idea of this podcast because the scriptures are real. And this is a place where I'm just going to be a little bit vulnerable, which is not typically me. I There's a story in, in this, at the end of this Luke road trip, we'll get back to the road trip in a second, that has always caused me a little bit of tension. So, mm. and I'll, I'll say tension, but really, I don't like it. So I would read the story, and we typically call it the story of Mary and Martha. Oh, right? yeah. At the end of, a lot of yeah. people struggle with this story, actually. Okay, good. Of- okay, see, so that makes me feel better. Um, yeah. And so I'd read the story, and I think it's this. Well, am I 
am I supposed to like all the scripture stories? And I'm not talking about like the violent stories or those that are naturally upsetting, but I always felt really bad for Martha. You know, the story, right? Where the the savior shows up in Bethany, he's with this, you know, his, his favorite family, uh, Mary, Martha, Lazarus. And Mary comes to him and says, you know, you're distracted by many things it says. And she comes and says, Lord, you know, help me. Mary's Mm -hmm. not helping me out. And he says, hey, you're distracted and worried by a lot of things. And and she's focused on something else. And you indeed, you only need to focus on the better part, the one part, right? And she's doing the thing that's needful. And I was always, you know, we know the story. And my favorite, I think, is the artwork that goes along with it. And this is mm-hmm. the part. And I love artists. Don't get me wrong. Tony Sweat, I love you. But there, it's always like Mary's holding a pot and stirring and all grumpy. And, Mar- and or, uh, Martha, Martha and Mary's sitting at the Savior's feet all beautiful and sedate just listening at his feet it says and and i was always like man i i always felt bad for martha so i read that story and i i hate it so we'll just say it i hated that story so here we are at the beginning of this luke road trip and at the end the culminating story is this story and so in come follow me we're coming up on the good samaritan here and then we're going to end with this story and Again, I just, I was like, I didn't get it. So I had to kind of work on things. I don't know. Carrie, do you ever have, we'll come back to oh, the yeah. story in a second, but do you have a story that you're like, I don't like that story? Actually, uh, and and I'm in the middle of planning this, uh, going to have a little um, round table on Paul because I, actually I just kind of don't like Paul. So, uh, yeah. th- and that's like, well, I don't know, what, two thirds of the second half of the yeah. uh, New Testament. So uh, yeah. just, it yeah. just seems like Paul always has, Whatever good thing he's saying, he has to throw in a problem with it as well. So he has to say something that's a problem in the middle of whatever else is good. So I do yeah. like Paul. I'm exaggerating when I say that. But yeah, I know yeah. whenever I read Paul, he's going to throw in something in there that we all have a problem with, and we're going to have to explain it away. And I just want to go, Paul, quit doing that. Knock quit it off. That. I know. But, Don't read Galatians. So, he's mean yeah. right out of the yeah. gate in Galatians. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And especially to women. But anyway, we will. We'll, no, we'll, yeah. No, a different story. I'll be on that roundtable with you later. But yeah, um, yeah. But yeah so I – I, that's a story for me. So I'm just, Hey, everyone, but here's, here's what I've learned. I think the Lord, and when you hear the savior speak so often in scripture, he's not always comforting. Sometimes he kind of calls him out on things, right? He makes you a little uncomfortable. He pushes you to grow. He asks you tough questions. I like to think sometimes of meme Jesus, like a meme where he's always kind and loving and wants to help me. But in the scriptures, he is kind and comforting, but there are times when he's also a little tough love. And um, I've learned that that is a place that I should, instead of retreating from that tension is to dig in. And so this story is a story that I've had to dig in and find out. And so that's, so this is the story that's real to me where I'm like, I don't like that story. Um, so, so that's, that's what I wanted to chat about today is the road trip that leads to this story in this tension of why Lori finds this story like, Ugh. and maybe we all have stories like that, that we can learn from. So that was, uh, I would guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But honestly, Carrie, I mean, I think we're all well, kind of pretend that we don't, and we don't mention them. I don't get up in sacrament meeting and say, "This is a story I hate." So you're nice to let me say it. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so so here's kind of. So the are thing. we coming back to that story at the end? Yeah, let's come back. But okay, I just want to say, deal. so what? Yeah, so if I set that up, that's my setup. So we say, yeah. okay, there's the story of Mary and Martha. We kind of know it, right? Mary and Martha. Uh, the Lord's going to show up in Bethany, but at the beginning in nine in Luke nine. Um, yeah, which Luke, like 
the way it's divided up for come follow me we read like a month and a half ago or something I know, like that. Yeah. I know. so i'm like let me take you back to the story how luke sets it up now a couple things about luke which we already know luke is actually by by um, page number or by word count is the most prolific author in the new testament he writes the most yeah. so if yeah, you count especially luke if you're acts, including acts in there right? yeah, yeah if i can include acts and um and close to paul so yeah. close to Paul, depending on which epistles we say are Paul's. But um, so either way, like he's the top producer. So Luke has a lot to say. And so um, I like to look at Luke as he laid out this beautiful story, this beautiful gospel. And he says at the beginning, like, I get these ordered events and I got these other guys. I went and listened to everybody else's gospel stories. And I'm going to tell you the story of the Savior. And so he's very meticulous, ordered, um, deliberate in the way he sets it up. And so when he's in Luke 9, um, we we find out that I think he's set up something deliberate for us. So that's the other setup. So here we are. Here it is. We're in Galilee. Galilee, as everybody remembers, is up north. That's where Jesus is from. He's around the Sea of Galilee, and he's talking to all those cities, mostly um, Hebrew, uh, Judean cities, and uh, Hebrew speakers. There are a few Roman cities yeah. and stuff up there too. But he's there, been up there. Possibly the Aramaic. I mean, Aramaic speakers. Or Aramaic yeah, speakers. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. Aramaic speakers. I'm thinking, a Ju- uh, they're Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. They're Jewish people, right? So they're mostly yep. up there. And they're up there and he's been preaching and teaching and healing and most of his story is there. Now in the Luke story, he has not gone to Jerusalem yet. John, we learned that he's already in Jerusalem, but in Luke, he, I think he lays out um, the story this way. I think, and here's another key that I think about the scripture is the setting. And so I mention all of that because he's like in his hometown, right? He's up, Jesus is up there. He's teaching all these disciples. He's chosen the apostles and they've been teaching and preaching. And now they're gonna take the road trip. So he's going to, so he kind of does it in three parts. The book is kind of split up in three parts, right? The Galilean ministry up north, the road trip, and then we slow down and we spend the time on the Savior's um, uh, atonement in Jerusalem. But we're in between on these chapters nine and 10. So you're like, hmm. So he's going to tell these stories from nine all the way 10 down along um, on the way to Jerusalem. And so it's a trip. It's a, it's kind of a, that's why I call it the road trip. So you're like, Hey, in come follow me, we've had to jump around a little bit to keep track of things, but at the end, he's going to end up here. And I think that setting is important because it starts at nine with the Mount of Transfiguration. They're at this highest spiritual event. He comes off the Mount of Transfiguration. He's up there with Peter, James, and John. Remember we, Moses and Elijah, um, you know, the glowing, the spirit descends, the voice of the father. I mean, you couldn't have a more spiritual event, right? It is the highlight, one of these highlight spiritual events. And just like all of us, haven't we started our own journey, our own road trip of discipleship, oftentimes with a high, a spiritual high, our conversion, um, a time in which we felt close to the Lord. And so I think Luke's reminding us of that. Hey, this story, this road trip is your road trip. This road trip is you following the savior on the way to becoming a disciple. It's the road trip of disciple handbook, right? We're learning how to be a disciple. So all these road trip stories are disciple training stories, right? So we start with this high, just like all of us. I I've welcomed into the gospel. I'm so excited to be in it. I just got off my mission, whatever it is. I had Carrie's class at BYU. I'm on a spiritual high. And then you just woke up. uh, Yeah. And then you wake up and you say, whoops. 
No, no, no. I mean, you woke up because you fell asleep. No, yours is class. the best class. Stop but it. Anyway, no, no. All yours right. is the best class. You're too nice. So um, I know we're not going to do the, the Mount of Transfiguration, but uh, Carrie, do you well, remember Well, we can, happens... because actually I didn't uh, cover it in uh, last week's uh, huh. reading of when we did it. I just ran out of time, so we didn't No, we're going to. So. I know. We have so much to say. But there's a story right at the um, uh, about 9, about 35 in Luke 9, 35. There's a little story that's easy to miss at the base of the Mount of Transfiguration 37. Um do you have that by chance? I've got it up on my screen here. Yeah. Do you have 937? Yeah. Do you, Do you want me to read, read it? that through 37 through 43? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is uh, one that, let's see here. I, I did talk about this a little bit, but it's one of my favorite stories. So I'm happy to talk about this okay. again. Okay. Let's talk and about it. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company, well, how far do you want me to read? Uh, let's go through 43. Okay. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him, hardly departeth from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And he, he was, <clears throat> excuse me, and as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they wondered everyone at all things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples. Oh, so know, that's, let's, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's come there. back to that. Um, okay. Tell me why you, uh, this story resonates with you, Carrie. Well, partially because as, as a parent, you struggle so much when something is uh, vexing your children. And uh, sometimes you feel like I'm doing everything the way that I was asked to do it. Uh, and, you know, we've had blessings and whatever else. And this is just hard. And it's it's destructive for my child. It's destructive for our family. Uh, we'll stick with this as long as you need us to, but we'd sure like some healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That That's tough. That resonates. I remember yeah. President Holland uses this example um right of the uh little different telling of the story where the the child's throwing themselves into the fire right right and they're like help us right help us this is so hard for us too like it's hard for the child yeah. and it's so hard for us and we just have to labor and love to help them all the time yeah. and um i i think what's poignant about this story for me too is that it comes right in contrast to the mounts of transfiguration yeah so you're coming out. So I'm like, okay, if this is a handbook for disciples, how to follow the savior. And we're on this road trip, we're on a trip of our own lives and we're gonna learn some things. We're gonna have spiritual highs. And then what's gonna happen, Carrie? <laughs> you're like, oh. Yeah, there's, there's also real life in the middle of those spiritual there's highs. There's real life. And it doesn't mean that we're going to not have them, right? We're not gonna have these terrible events necessarily. It's just gonna be there to help us. I think, it's exactly part of the message. We have the highest highs and the next story is the lowest lows, right? They go to yeah. the lowest lows of not, and again, it was with that, with that kind of an exorcism, right? There's this unclean spirit. So it's kind of, you know, from heaven to Sheol, right, to the tops to the bottoms of existence. And, and, and that's going to be normal in discipleship. And, and you think, well, I don't, I was hoping that wasn't true. I was hoping so I'd be spared all of these events. 
And instead the message is, no, no, I'm going to be there with you, right? I'm going to um, help you. So that is the first thing, I think, the first theme, the first idea, the first um, concept and discipleship that I think Luke is teaching us that we're going to learn on the rest of these missions, including the Mary and Martha story, right? Is that there, we're going to have these ups and downs and our spiritual discipleship is going to be a challenge. It is going to be a challenge. So uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, I'll just uh, share, I won't get into too many details, but in my own life, like I would say last January, so 2022 had some things happen for me and my family. That was probably the spiritual high point for my family and I in uh, in a lot of ways, just incredible spiritual high point. And three weeks later, um, my, my daughter had some health things just come and, and hit her out of the blue that started all sorts of tailspins that probably made it the most difficult year my family's ever oh. had. Oh. Uh, and it, uh, it we're, I mean, it's kind of starting to come out of it now, but, uh, but it's, it, I, I can't tell you how many times I've thought, huh, that's interesting timing. I thought we were in for the best year we'd ever had it started out you know it's january it's up with all these things this is going to be the best thing ever and then it's actually the worst thing ever and and yet uh sometimes what got us through was the memory of that uh that high point that we had right before the low yeah. point uh that gave us some faith to say okay well, this is going to end and like i said we're, we're starting to see some things come out of it Good. but uh I, I think that i'm not alone in having had an experience like that where you you go from yeah. what's just sublime to holy cow this is hard I, I i thought that sublime thing meant we were on easy street but we're yeah. never on easy street we're never on easy street and i that's a hard that's hard i'm sorry carrie i'm sorry that that's been a challenge for you and your family and i i i grateful you shared it though it i mean we're we're in it with you man we're in it with you brother yeah. right like well, i don't meet anyone that doesn't have something going on right yeah. everybody has something going on yeah. Uh, and that's why it's worth talking about so that people don't feel alone or, or like there's something wrong with them. Uh, yes. This is it's important to understand we all have this stuff and we've got these, uh, like you said, right there with the Savior's apostles, spiritual high, boom, yeah. down to the crazy. Right. And in this example, he kind of shows them like they can't cast out the, the demon. Right. Yeah. Are the, the, the unclean spirit, as it calls it, they, they go from a moment of hearing the father being in the presence of the transfigured Christ to the next day going, I, I can't heal this yeah. child. And, yeah. and I think that's important to know. And I think the Lord's going to tell us a kind of a, he doesn't do a lot of morals of the story, but I think there is kind of a moral of the story at the end of this road trip of what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to handle these things. Um, so you go, okay, I think these stories in a way go together. We can take right. them separately, but I think they go together. You're going to have high highs and low lows. All Absolutely. Right. So the, thank you, Carrie. So the road trip continues, um, and they're going to travel and he's going to send them out, you know, the 70, they're going to send them out and they're going to be teaching and preaching and healing in these cities. And they kind of come back, but a couple yeah, of that's, key... that's just to help our readers uh, or our audience. Yeah. That's the beginning of chapter 10, isn't it? That we get the 70 being sent out. So it's beginning of nine is the 12 being sent out. But now we're in chapter 10, which is the reading for this week, where we get the 70 being sent exactly. out. Exactly. Thank you. So we say, yep, we're going we're gonna to be sending them out. Now, right before this, right before this story is another key, I think, to understanding 10 on the road trip. And it's the very end of nine. So we know they're going to be sent out. And then right before, though, do you remember there are these three would-be followers? They're called yep. the would-be disciples. 
And there's this quick succession of the three that come and they say, well, the first guy, I would, how does it go? Let's go to nine really quickly. And a nine, about 57. And it says, uh, let me scroll down. Yeah. It came to pass that, it, that as they went in the way, so they're on the road, as they were on the road, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. So I am, I'm in it to win it, Lord, I'm on the path. And then Jesus says, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where to lay his head. And, and so he's like, okay, if you're in it, just know we might not have comfort. We might not have a home. It's not going to be easy street just because you say I'm going to follow you. So I'm like, I'm all in. And it's like, are you sure? Cause it's going to yeah. be tough. <laughs> yeah. No, no, the cost of discipleship, really constant discipleship. Yeah. And we don't hear about him again, but you're like, okay. But then follows up with the second guy second guy and there's like and he said to another follow me but he said the other guy second guy lord suffer me first to go bury my father now we know burying your father was a a long process right over a year or two right the first burial and then you bury the bones and it was common and, and expected for the son right to take care mm -hmm. of this so this would have been a normal duty right. normal expected, what's expected of him is a good son as a good son, this was a good thing. But the, so we're like, hey, but I got this good thing that I have to do. And uh, and the Lord tells him, says, um, uh, and Jesus said to him, oh, wait. Uh, Jesus said to him, let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. So you're like, okay, that was not what I expected. I expect yeah. you to say, well, go take care of it. And then when you get that good thing done, right, you come help me out. So you're like, okay, well, this is getting more complicated being a disciple. <laughs> Right. Hmm. Yeah. Then the third one. I don't like, even oh, know dear. how the dead bury the dead, but I mean, it's no. something you're just like, huh? I don't even get this. No, but what, I, you know, what I get is that you are asking me to to forget everything and follow you. Yeah. Follow. Follow him. Follow yeah. him. There's our key. And he says the last one. And we know this last one. Um, and, and this is verse sixty-one. We're still in nine. Luke nine. And another also said, "Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell." Uh, which are at my home and house like let me go say goodbye to my friends and family and jesus said no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom like, i just i just wanted to say goodbye he's like nope nope so carrie what do you think on um, if those were the instructions of dis of a disciple he's like you know it's going to be tough we're not going to be home uh, I, these normal duties are not going to be the primacy anymore, the thing. And then, yeah, you can't really turn around and go back. What's yeah. he, what's he telling us about discipleship? I, I think he is trying to tell us, uh, it's a little bit like you get in uh, section eight, four, when it talks about the oath and covenant of the priesthood, where you say, okay, when you make the oath and covenant of the priesthood, you need to know that not keeping it, there's some really dire things. And you start to think, oh, maybe. Maybe this isn't a good idea. But the next verse is, but actually not making it is even worse, um, <laughs> right? So, uh, and I think it's a little bit like what President uh, Nelson has been telling us that, uh, okay, the, the, the covenant path is difficult. There will be resistance, but it's a lot better than any other path, right? So I think yeah. that Christ is, is, as he's, he certainly wants his disciples to follow him. He wants everyone to follow him, but he wants us to know up front, this is tough. There is a cost. To this discipleship it is better than not following yeah. me we don't get that part of it in those stories we only get in these stories highlighted yeah. discipleship has a cost and be prepared to pay it
Yeah. You know, I think that's why that reminds me of a, a kind of a dumb personal thing. I did triathlon for a number of years, which is, you know, running, yeah. biking and swimming for really long me distances. Too. That is a dumb thing. Yeah. It is a dumb thing. And well, I, don't I did do the it short anymore. distances. You did long yeah, distances. I, I did don't do any distances. of those things anymore, yeah. but I had a coach that told me, and I was like, you know, I got to visualize like the win, right? You've probably heard this in sports oh, yeah. that you should be yeah. visualizing these positive things. And she's, she yeah. said, no, Lori, I want you to do the opposite. I want you to just, as your, I had a really big event, you know, so it was, it was like a half Ironman. And so it was really long and I yeah, was, that's way the, longer than I it was do. terrible. That's it was terrible. Stuff. It was a stupid yeah. idea, but I was really nervous about it, right? I was really, I trained a long time and, um, I was really nervous about the event and, and she just said, I want you to just visualize little failures, right? A rock in your shoe, cramps, getting a flat tire, uh, breaking your swim goggles, uh, getting kicked in the face on the swim. I mean, whatever it was, yeah, that right? Happens. Yeah, yeah. And then just imagine yourself picking yourself up, working through it and continuing on. And then she was like, what will happen is when those things happen, because they will, yeah. you'll be like, instead of freaked out, you'll be like, all right, well, this is kind of how it goes. I'll fix my flat tire. I'll walk a little bit. I'll take the, you know, I'll have a blister. I'll do whatever. And I think that's very similar to what the Lord's telling us in this discipleship that it's like, Hey, you're in a triathlon here and it's going to be tough. So kind of prepare yourself for that, but it's worth it. It's worth oh. it. So pick yourself up, dust yourself off, get fix your flat tire, right? Yep. Get the rock out of your shoe. That's good. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when I did uh, scuba certification, my, my, I did this in Israel and this Israeli guy was teaching me, like, he just said, every now and then I'm going to come and just take your mask off. I'm just going to come and, and plug <laughs> your tube or whatever, right? Because these kinds of things are going to happen to you and you just oh. need to be okay with, you know, mm. something happened to my mask or something happened to my yeah. air. What do I do now? And he said, you, I just, you're going to have, I'm going to have to be used to that. So you don't panic. Yeah. And you don't know what to did do. It, and I think that's. Did it work, Carrie? Yeah, did it work? Absolutely worked. Yeah. It happened yeah. a couple of times. And then one time I was diving and there was a problem with my mask. I'm like, yeah, I know how to clear this. That's fine. I can. Yeah. It's, it's no problem. Uh, and uh, I think that you're right. That's exactly what the Savior's doing is know this cost and then don't be surprised when it is that cost. <laughs> when that's a cost. You'll say, oh, yeah, I knew this was going to be tough, but I'm yeah. not surprised by it. I'm not. My testimony isn't shaken by it. It doesn't yeah. mean it's not hard, though. Right. Yeah. It, it's still going to be hard. It, he never says it's not going to be a big deal. He yeah. just is expected. So, so I think those are some of the lessons, right? Is that um, on this road trip of discipleship on the covenant path that Luke is going to show us that these disciples are going to struggle and they're going to go from highs and lows, and they're going to have to prepare for some challenges. And then off they go right on some more challenges in 10. So, okay. So we're finally to 10. I didn't think I was going to take that much time, but I do love the scriptures. So yeah. they get to 10 and he's going to tell a bunch more stories. Now go read all of them because again, they're all lessons. I think in discipleship, they're lessons that we're saying on the road trip of our lives. What do we need to learn now? The come follow me manual focuses on one of the best stories, right? And Luke loves these parables. And this is the parable of the good Samaritan, right? So, um, uh, Carrie, recap it for us, would you? I know you sure. know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is one I want to remind everyone because people tend to get confused and forget this is a parable and they think it's a real story. I mean, something like this may have happened, but it's a parable. All right. It's a parable. But That's in right. the parable, um, there's a man who is traveling on the road from Jericho to Jerusalem and he's beset by thieves 
and uh, he's robbed and beaten, left for dead there. Mm -hmm. And uh, a priest and a Levite go by and pass by on the other side, probably concerned with ritual purity. Right. Um, and so they don't want to touch him or help him. And then a Samaritan, who is the least likely character to help him, comes by and and helps him. Uh, takes him to, uh, and so he, he takes care of him there. Then he takes him to an inn, gets him set up to where he's going to be able to recover and offers to pay for, uh, every, uh, all the cost of however long he needs to say they're recovering. He says, I'll come back. And if this hasn't met the cost, I'll, I'll pay for it more. Right. And that's also an answer to this. Uh, that's also an answer to the, uh, question about what do I need to be saved? Uh, what do I need to do to be saved? Yeah. And of course the answer is love God. And love your neighbor, your neighbor, which two great commandments in the law are the covenant. So I have to touch on that. But then this is part yeah, of no, I, I think that is neighbor. the important part, right? A guy yeah. comes to kind of trap him, an expert in the law. Hey, what yeah. are the what are the two great commandments? And he's like, well, you know, he answers it. Yeah. It's like, uh, OK, well, let me. And then well, let's tell you the story. Right. So he kind yeah. of. Yeah, because he tries, tries to. Well, to then who's my the neighbor? Savior. He's trying to trap him. Right. And probably the problem is that the Pharisee sent a guy who actually could be convinced. He's like, oh, well, good stuff. You're right. But but you're right. This is the response to him trying to. He said, OK, well, that was a good answer saying love God and love your neighbor. So how am I going to mess with you now? Oh, well, let's say, well, who is my neighbor? Well, right. See if I, can trap you I was there. feeling yeah. it's like one of those. Yeah terrible debates online right yeah. where you ask a question well who is your neighbor yeah right yeah, and you're like of, oh don't fall for it right yeah, don't yeah. just baiting you and the yeah. savior doesn't bait for it and he's like oh well i'll answer with this insightful parable yeah. and it's like well who is the guy that's nearby and i love the win ends kelly th or, or carrie i think you point out at the very end there's this great line though where it's like that he says well who was the neighbor yeah. and he's like the the last one. And he doesn't even say the Samaritan. He won't even say yeah. it. Like Yeah, just the one who helped him. <laughs> the one who helped him out. Like, of course, yeah. that's who it is. And he's yeah. like, yeah, go do that too. Now, yep. beautiful story. We all love the Good Samaritan story. And, um, and it is a powerful story. If you had to put like a synopsis on it, like what's the takeaway? Like what are we supposed mm -hmm. to do? That's a great question. Probably everyone will have a different answer, but for yeah, me, it think? is think, for me, for me, it's help people who need help regardless yeah. of how you might feel about them or their situation. Okay. Yeah. Go help, go help. Okay. Yeah. So if we say that's the story, go help people action, go help. Yeah. The next story is the Mary and Martha story. <laughs> so you're like, okay, I've got this. It's going to be tough discipleship. Um, I need it. I'm going to have to look to the Lord, right? That's going to be the key. And then action and helping, right? Okay, I'm, I'm picking up some lessons. And then we go from like this outside world, the setting changes, we go inside the house, this beloved family, probably the patron family, some of the people, you know, supporting um, yeah. the Savior. Oh, yeah. And um, he loves them, right? We know he's yes. in John, he's going to resurrect Lazarus. So this is like, you know, his, I always feel like this is like his little mission family, his little yeah. family that he loves. Yeah, there's and no doubt there's a special relationship. Special here. relationship, right? I just love them. And so that's all of that to get back to my story of Mary and Martha, right? So let's read it just because it's really short and um, and I don't want to miss uh, the section. So let me, so we've just ended. And then Carrie, will you pick it up in 10, uh, Luke 10? And it's just a few verses. It's 38 to the end. Yeah. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. 
And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Okay. We're back to the story. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah. You're a good reader. Um, so they get to the house of this beloved family that he loves, and he shows up, and uh, and Martha's there, Martha's there to receive him. Now, in the story, um, they always show the picture of them being together. No, Lazarus isn't seen in the story, right? We don't know where he is at this point. Um, but He's probably have, eating the food that Martha makes. He probably is, guess, right? Yeah. And it doesn't even say that she's actually making food. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't yeah. actually say that Martha's Mary's there either. That's a little tricky, yeah. right? But that's where I think it's a little tricky. So we're like, let's let's pick this apart for a second. So it says a certain woman named Martha received him at her house, her house, not Lazarus's mm-hmm. house. So she's probably the older one. She's probably the um Yeah. And there's some house. decent piecing together of things to suggest that their father's probably a leper and is yeah. not able to be in that house. He has to be somewhere else. So she's now running the household. Running the house. Yeah. And I like that because again, I'm a gal who works and does things and so i'm like hey this woman's in charge i like that and then she has a sister mary and then there's this weird phrase right um which sat also sat at jesus's feet and heard his words so that's what we usually see the picture of yeah literally the she's sitting down yeah sitting down um you know there's an interesting phrase we don't know exactly what this means um we know that um it talks about paul being a disciple of uh, Gamaliel by sitting at his feet. Yeah. And so it might be a phrase for she is a yeah. disciple, like a full-time yeah. student. Yeah, it's certainly a, a phrase that's used for when you learn from someone, it's at their feet. And yeah. so it, it at least has connotations of that. If it's if not full-time, at least yeah. serious amount of time. Yeah. And you're right. It's one or the other. I mean, there's something going on there. There's something going on. And I, I think, so I'm like, okay, well, what, you know, maybe it was, you know, making food for the family and she's sitting there and Mary, Martha's cooking, but maybe it's also, they're both engaged in the work and, and Mary is a disciple of the savior. And so one common thing that we hear, right? Well, there are a lot of interpretations. We'll come back to interpretation, in but there's this idea. She might be in a disciple mm-hmm. and then Mary cumbered about much was serving. Um, so that might not be serving um, as far as like serving food, but something right. she's doing something, something she's doing something. And yeah, then she's, says, she's helping him and his apostles in some way, in some way. And, yeah. uh, and that's all disciples, isn't it? So you said, I know we yeah. always kind of go, this is kind of a women's thing. And, and I'm like, might not be, might just be, they were serving in their wards. They were serving food. Yeah. They were, maybe they were missionary companions. I don't know. They were doing yeah. something. And it's uh, her house, right? So if something's happening at the house, she's got to be part of it somehow. She's got to yeah. be part of it. And yeah. so she's like, hey, tell Mary, you know, that uh, she's left me to serve alone. So tell her to help me. And then I love the Lord. She does, He doesn't just say, Martha. He says it so lovingly, I think, with the yeah. two names, Martha, Martha. Like, I just love, it. just can feel the compassion. Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled by many things. And here's the key. But only one thing is needful. Mary hath chosen that good part, uh, and it shall not be taken away from her. Let's talk about interpretations first. So um, probably three big interpretations. We'll get to the one that we're probably used to. Um, if you were Catholic, you probably interpreted this, that a meditative life would have been important. So, you know, being a monk or a nun or religious might have been a really good thing, right? You should have been sitting like Mary and in prayer and contemplation. We probably don't think that one as much, right? That we're not like, I want to be a, um, a missionary a my hermit. whole life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
probably not. Uh, the other one that I hear a lot is that um, it's anciently that Mary was kind of taking a male role, right? If she was taking a disciple role, that was a male purview. And so she's like, hey, she's doing men's things. And those are women's things. So, and I'll pause on that. I told you that I didn't like the story. And one of them was like, I'm the, I'm the person that is the student. So you think I would be like, yeah, Mary, get after it, right? She's, you go girl. But no, I always feel bad for Martha because it was like, yeah. whatever Mary's doing, well, how is Martha getting in trouble for working, right? Yeah. And being, so it's like, yeah. huh. And I think that's the one we come back to that it was like, well, she should have been focused more on spiritual things. And the Come Follow Me lesson highlights that as one of the potential ideas. Carrie, can I tell you what I think this is also saying? Yeah. And my dear friend, Camille Frank Olson. I was, was going to say, I was going to reference her book. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. I, I was What's like, called? I hate Mary, this story. Martha yeah. and me. She said, yeah, if you, her uh, women of the new Testament book. And she points out this, Lori, what's, what's the main point? What does the savior tell her in that last verse? And it says one thing is needful. She says, what if I rephrase it? Who is needful? the savior yeah so she's mary it's not about mary it's not even about serving food or not serving food it's not about the contemplative life it's not even necessarily about you know who's studying and who's acting because the good samaritan was about action so you don't go from action to now well don't do action i think the whole highlight of the road trip is that being a disciple is going to be hard I can't always tell you exactly the right things to do, but I can tell you if you focus on the one thing, if you focus on him, then you will do the right things in whatever situation you're going to have. So that's I think good. that's the point of the story is not yeah. Martha, you might be focused on the wrong thing right now. Yeah. It, or maybe, maybe on a different food, aspect yeah. of, of the, the, Right thing. I mean, uh, and so I'm, I'm trying to remember, it's been a long time. So besides her book on women in the scriptures, Camille has a book, a little one that I think is called Mary, Martha and me. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And, and I, if I remember right, it's been a long time since I read that book and I have so much respect for Camille. She's so fantastic. Yeah. Um, but if I remember right, one of the things she suggests in there is that, that it could be that part of the issue is that not that Martha's doing a less important thing or a wrong thing there, but that she's trying to get Mary to do the same thing she's doing and we may all have different roles yeah, and different, that's uh, right. things we need to play at the time um, but even in that so I mean uh, whatever way she's serving is serving the savior right yeah um, and and we all have different have roles like uh, I've I've been a number of times like I was at uh, a little luncheon I was speaking at uh, an event for the tabernacle and there were some area authorities there and um, uh, I think uh what do we call them now? Um, not area authorities. Anyway, members of the yeah. 70. Yeah, uh, right. That were uh, there and um, and we were eating a dinner beforehand, right? I'd driven two and a half hours to get there and other yeah. people had driven. So they, they made a dinner. And there were both men and women who were busy making the dinner while the rest of us were having these fantastic conversations, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I was like, man, I feel kind of bad that they're, they keep yeah, I can see when they come in that they're kind of interested in what's being said, but they, then they go and get more stuff. Right. Um, but I've also had times where that's been me. That's yeah. been my role. All right. I'm, I'm making this I'm folding chairs, <laughs> yeah, folding chairs, or I'm making sure the microphones are hooked up and everything else yeah. and that it's all working. Right. We each have those times 
Um, but I, to some degree, and I think this is part of what you're saying, the, the question is, what is our focus, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll, maybe I'll share just another thing, because this story has, has played on my mind a little bit recently. Is, yeah. uh, I think I've said before, I'm, I'm, uh, my current calling, and I'll have another calling later, but my current calling is bishop. Mm -hmm. And um, during the sacrament, one of the things that it is my responsibility is to pay attention, make sure those prayers are said mm -hmm. correctly. Make sure that everyone's getting the the bread and make sure everyone, you know, and just, just kind of make sure that the mechanics of administering the sacrament is happening correctly. Yeah. And I, I, I noticed a little while ago as I was um, kind of reading to make sure the prayers are said correctly, that it's actually been a while since I focused on what the prayers really said. Mm. Right. Because my focus is, did he mechanics. say all the words? Yeah. Yeah. Did he get all those words say, said? And then it's a I, I, sacrament used to be a really spiritual time for me. And sometimes it is, but sometimes it's like, I don't think they're getting that area over there. Mm -hmm. right? We got to watch and make sure they got right. And, and I had to ask myself, um, that, that has to be done. That's specifically written as my responsibility. I have to, I have to do that responsibility, but I can do it and make sure I'm also taking the time to think about yeah. what the sacrament really means. And it's it's easy to get so distracted in the one that I forget the other. Although I don't think that's the intent is for me to forget the other. I need to I need to be able to find a way that while while I'm focusing on did they say the right words of the prayer that I'm still focusing on the Savior, and while I'm focusing that they get the bread to that row, I'm still focusing on the Savior. And there are elements of both of those that actually are Christ-like, right? But I it's easy to get caught up in the mechanics and not uh, a, the the yeah. one needful thing. That's a great example. And if if you were a little bit like what Camille would suggest, you would say, I need everyone to be watching the mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Why, why isn't this guy also doing it? He should <laughs> right, be doing it so I don't have to do it or something. Right. Maybe that's the wrong direction. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I um, so I have a, another confession to make, not my bishop, Carrie. But yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. I actually love this story now. So I know I started out and said that I hated it, but I did used to hate it. But now, going like working through it and like kind of saying hey i i don't like it and instead of shying away from it i better jump in and figure out what this means um instead of just hate it i was like maybe there's a message here for me and and so now it's a story that i i love because i feel like i it, it meant something to me to say how am i like martha and and maybe it is like your story of the sacrament it isn't about serving and not serving and those you know women who learn or or people like who folds the chairs at the sacrament you know the state conference but it's are you actually really looking for the one thing that's needful yeah holy chairs like, should be a yeah. form of worship right yeah yeah and I'm not right like all the time, but I now can go, you know what, no matter what happens, no matter what role I have as a disciple, no matter if I'm in the highs or the lows, um, I, I can look to him the better part and say then I'm on the right track or I know I'll know he'll let me know what I should do. And so now it's a really poignant story where I'm like, I love this story. <laughs> I love the story. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with so, you. Yeah, Maybe I, I can throw in one other aspect of what yeah, we're talking me. about and, and and on the sacrament thing. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's a little harder for me to focus on Christ um, while I'm making sure that all of this happened right. Not nearly as hard as when I had uh, five kids that were <laughs> seven and under, right, or eight and under, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, not, yeah, yeah not a lot of contemplation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and yet taking care of those kids during the sacrament and helping them 
partake of the sacrament is a form of worship. Mm-hmm. And, and if we can remember that and, and not get distracted, so this is serving Jesus. How is this serving Jesus? And even as we're maybe having a little wrestle there or whatever, um, mm-hmm. think of it in those terms. It changes the way we do it, and it changes what we get out of it. And, and I, I think that's part of this remembering the one thing that's needful. And then that can't be taken away from us. That's, that's really how the story ends, right? This yeah. can't be taken away from her. Yeah. Um, the, and that's what, no matter what is happening, external circumstances, what we're having to do, what we're having to pay attention to, if we focus on Christ, no one can take that away from us. Whether we're, I mean, we could go like Corey Ten Boom and things like that, right? If we're in concentration camps, if we're right. uh, it, it, dealing with cancer, or whatever it is, the thing that can't be taken away from us is that we can worship Christ right. in whatever circumstance right. we're in. Right. Right. I love that. I think that's really poignant. And I think that's applicable to all of us, whether we have little yeah. kids or we're alone or we're sick or we're well, or we're having a spiritual experience or the lowest of 2022, right? Where yeah. um, that you shared, it's like, no, we can always have him as our focus and whatever we can do is what he's asking us, right? So, yeah. so I love that. So yeah, so that's um, that's my disciple road trip. Like I'm still gonna be on the road, and it's gonna be a challenge. And it's the road is the covenant path, and it's not all gonna be easy. But as long as I keep him as my focus, then I'll I'll know the right things to do, and for me personally. So that's uh, that's my testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Right. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you thanks. so much. Thanks that... for talking about that. <laughs> so, the story that I love slash hate. So I love right. the story. Uh, no, it's great. And Camille, thank you, Camille, wherever you are. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That what a great yeah. summation of uh, a great couple of chapters. So thank you for taking us on that journey with Christ and his uh, disciples. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, and we hope that our audience has also uh, had uh, some great experiences, and if so, that you'll help others find uh, the way to learn from this as well. So thank you, everyone. Bless you. Bye, everybody.